Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Still no intro, probably not going to do one. You know, I really like the authenticity of me just jumping on and saying good day. So we might leave it like this for a while until I can, I don't know, can be damned to put an intro in it and create the same kind of beginning that all the podcasts have. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to chat about. But what I wanted to come here and have a conversation with you about is homeschooling. I'm not sure if I've shared it here, but I know on my socials I have shared that this year we are we are embarking on our homeschooling journey. <sighs> now, most of you are thinking, what the fuck, crazy lady? Why are you doing this? Oh my god, what about your children? What if you know, what if you can't teach them what they need to learn? What if they don't um, make it? What if they don't get their use certificate? What if they don't know how to make friends? What if their socialization skills fall away? Or what if they're not socialized enough? What if, what if, what if, what if? I know all of those things that you guys might be thinking, and I have thought the same thing too. Last year, was it 2021? We, uh, you know, I guess in the midst of this pandemic, we really witnessed a lot of, a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that we, and I say we, this is myself and my husband and my children, we as a family, we as parents, we witness a lot of things that really did not sit well with us, that created a little bit of discomfort within our bodies and within our thoughts and a lot of conflicting stuff. So I guess to go back to the kind of beginning of it, if we set the tone, we're in pandemic, this is our second lockdown, the kids are all on iPads, the kids are following along with their school learning, like all of their friends in their classroom. And this is where my husband and I began to witness a lot of a lot of things that we never thought about before or our eyes weren't open to yet. And I guess this is the blessing that homeschooling or school at home, I don't even I can't even call this homeschooling, you know, that the children were at school home but doing their day-to-day school work like they would usually in a public school or the mainstream schooling system and they were spending a lot of time on zoom they had quite a structured routine um, delivered to them and I don't know if this is just the school that my children go to or were enrolled in at the time Um, but this is what we were witnessing and there was a lot of pressure I mean, there was a lot of outward pressure placed upon families in this current time, in the time that we were living in, in 2021 with the pandemic and people not being able to work and people losing their jobs and people having to look after their children 24-7 whilst maintaining their full-time role. Now, my husband and I are in a very lucky and unique situation where I was able to take full um I guess, full responsibility of the children's education while we're at home. I I don't have a typical nine-to-five job. However, I do run a business. Um, And so there were pressures and there were stresses, but not stresses that I can imagine those parents were, you know, experiencing that have a nine-to-five, that had to show up to that nine-to-five whilst to, you know, whilst continuing to 
educate their children from home doing things that teachers normally do and teaching children things that we really don't know a lot about. The schooling system has, I guess, the things they learn has shifted a little bit. Um, and so the way they learn things is very different to the way I learned things at school. So there were some things that were quite challenging to teach my children. Outcomes still the same, methods and the way of getting those answers were very different. So there are so much pressure on parents, on children at this point in time in life to show up. And if they weren't showing up, they were being reprimanded publicly. Now, in New South Wales, I don't know if this is typical for most schools and from what I understand it is. There is a points system to some degree where our children are given points, given little rewards for behaviour. And I understand that this is used in order to encourage good behaviour, encourage um, participation, encourage our children to behave in a certain way within a schooling environment. And I get it. These teachers have a lot of children, a lot of personalities and a lot of stuff to manage. And if we can try and manage the behaviours of some of the children in the class by putting a point system in place, then, you know, we're kind of ahead of the game, right? However, we witnessed within our personal homeschooling I can't call it homeschooling, home education, witnessing the language of the people that were educating our children on Zoom. And if you weren't showing up, you weren't getting a point. In fact, a point was being taken off you. If for whatever reason your Zoom connection dropped out, the teachers were taking note. If for whatever reason you couldn't show up on that Zoom for a particular day, it was literally an hour a day that they needed to be there then they were being they were taking note they were calling out these children that could not show up on the zoom and publicly shaming them for not being there now my husband and i have a really broad view of things and whilst i can understand what these people these parents all the education system here is trying to do i understand that we're trying to get these children to show up. We're trying to get these children to, to learn from home and create an environment where they can, you know, continue to learn to the closest way possible of their current schooling setup. I understand that. But what I also understand is the way that these children were made to feel when they were being called out in a public manner. This was one very eye-opening point that got my husband and I talking a lot about the direction in which we wanted our family to go versus the way that the current education system supports our children or directs that. And we had a lot of deep, deep conversation about this. We don't know these people that we are sending our children to school with. We don't know their backgrounds. We don't know their agendas. We don't know their anything about their lives. And yet we're encouraged or we're encouraging our children to go and spend six hours a day, five days a week, 
13 or more years of their life with people that they don't necessarily know anything about. And we wonder why some of our kids go to school kicking and screaming. This is something that really made me question, is this okay? Am I okay with this going forward? Am I okay with sending my children into a room with somebody I don't know? Now, I am not questioning the integrity of every person. I'm not questioning the, I guess, the means behind why these people become teachers. But what I'm questioning is why are we so okay with doing that? Why are we so okay with sending our kids to school with people that we don't necessarily know anything about? And my big, the biggest point of this is and the biggest thing that made me question all of that is we all as human beings have trauma in our life, whether it's big T trauma or little T trauma. Whatever our trauma that we have experienced within our life, if it has not been healed and dealt with, it is therefore projected onto people around us, especially the children in our life. And it's only projected onto them because they are unconscious. They are open to receiving the projections. They don't necessarily, at the age of my children, have that logical mind to understand that what this teacher is saying is because of this teacher's woundings. And there was a lot of language used within the teachers that my children go to school at and that made me question this specifically. I hold no judgment to those teachers at all. This is the work I do. This is the work that I have made a living from is helping people witness their language, see that it comes from their traumas, and then I help them and guide them through their own healing journey. This is what I do for a living. But I question why our children have to go to school with people who haven't had any of this sort of healing process, why they haven't had any of the awareness that they need in order to help assist create children that are empowered know how to stand on their own two feet, that are living a life of happiness, joy, living a life as a child. Instead, what I witnessed was teachers projecting their traumas onto other children, onto the children, and the children taking that on. Now, personally, with my two kids, I witnessed my daughter going through school. I, up until this point, I wasn't aware of this. I hadn't turned my or taken my blinkers down to the schooling system up until this point. And so I thought my daughter loved school. She thrived at school. She made friends easily. Yeah, she had a few hiccups along the way with friendships, but we managed them. We got through them and she was learning well. Or so I thought until home education throughout the pandemic occurred and I started to witness something in my daughter that I had never seen before. I began to notice the fear she had speaking up in her classroom. I began to notice the worry of getting something wrong, the fear of getting in trouble for saying something that might not be right or 
for not understanding what the teacher was asking for fear of being ridiculed. So here's that public shaming again. And for fear of the her peers laughing at her. And I only say this public shaming stuff is because that's literally what was occurring. There were two particular teachers that were speaking to three classrooms of the three, four year. And if you didn't show up, you were named. If you didn't, if you dropped out, you were named. If your connection for whatever was gone or you had to duck off and do something, you were named. If you were lying down on the ground whilst listening, you were called out. If you were eating on screen, you were called out. If you weren't sitting to attention, you were called out. If you weren't in the top five scorers of this game that they played every day, you were not recognised. You were not encouraged. You were pushed to do better. We are always seeing these five names in the top of the list every day. Come on, guys, why aren't, why aren't we seeing your names? It was language like that that made me witness a very different side of my daughter. And it all, I guess it all comes, I saw most of this behaviour through my daughter. And it got us really questioning, what are we actually doing here? Why are we sending our children to school with people that we don't know? By doing this, we are saying it is okay. We are telling our children it is okay to be publicly ridiculed in front of your classroom. We are saying that you it's okay to be punished for not showing up because maybe something happened. Maybe your internet dropped out or maybe you're living in a family situation where five other children needed the internet too or 500 other children needed their iPad too or perhaps there was too much going on in the family home because there was so much pressure for all of the fallout that this pandemic has given. That we were, we were telling them that, that to just suck it up, that this is how it was and it, this, is, this is normal. But what wasn't normal was so much of what we witnessed and we questioned so much around whether or not this is the direction we wanted to take our children's lives. We, we witnessed a lot that was really conflicting with our values as parents, me as a coach, as an empowerment coach. What I was witnessing was not empowerment at all. And I'm not saying that this is all teachers and maybe I need to just put a piece in here and say, I think teachers are freaking incredible. They have a bloody hard job and they have a massive amount of pressure on their heads to create children that can succeed in life. However, it is the system as a whole that is letting down not only our teachers but our students. So this gave myself and my husband the ability to sit back and just witness and question everything does this align does the system in which my children are involved in align with the values that I have we have as parents and the answer was no no it does not I do not believe in 
projecting your bullshit onto children and I will not stand for it. I know it's unconscious, but as adults, it is our responsibility to do the best that we possibly can with what we have. And if, oh, so much of what I'm saying is true. All the teachers are doing the very best that they possibly can because they don't know differently. If they knew they were projecting their shit, on, their shit onto the children, they would change it. But the unfortunate thing is the system does not support the healing of their own school issues, their own stuff, their own traumas, their own past occurrences so that they can help children become the best they can be. They don't know this. And this is, this is the problem. The system is failing our teachers, which in turn is failing our children. But as a parent who is aware, I am failing my child by continually, continually, continuing, continuing to let her go to an institution that is not supporting her. And I am witnessing the effects of this. Now, I've had plenty, plenty of conversations with people who are aware of this behaviour and who are aware of this problem. However, their children love school and they thrive being at school and it would be detrimental to the child if they took them out. Everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different perception. Everybody has a different truth for them. But for me, my family and my children, the truth is school just isn't enough for my kids. It is not enough for my children to feel supported, nurtured, held, seen and heard. My husband and I are pretty woke for one of a better word people we see the repercussions of our language and our trauma because of the work that I do and I think I guess I'm lucky in that respect that I have the capacity to know what I know and to be able to see the things that I see and I guess my children are here to help me even more so see the stuff that I see you know, I've now been able to pull my blinkers off to the schooling system and start to question that so then I can help and I can guide and I can teach and I can heal my own stuff. I didn't thrive at school. The social life, I thrived. But in terms of the academic side of things, I did not thrive. I loved PE. I loved art. And I loved being there with my friends. Had I have been homeschooled, my life probably would have been very different. So I'm not saying that I wish I was because I am the person who I, you know, I'm the person I am because of my upbringing and I do what I do because of all of that. But we, my husband and I, I'm just going to say Dan, that's his name, guys. My husband's name is Dan. Hopefully one day you'll be introduced to him and we can have a conversation about all this sort of stuff together and his view of it all. We have the ability to see things and we have the ability and we are in that unique position in our lives where we are able to take action on that and our children want that. So we started discussing homeschooling and, in fact, it was a big, big fat fucking no for me. I didn't want to let go of my time 
my space, my ability to do the things that I wanted to, my ego very much took over and said, Steph, if you homeschool your children, you're losing another part of who you are. You're losing your time. You won't be able to do the things that you want to do. Your business will fail. You will not succeed. All of this negative thought and mind chatter started coming in, which was all driven by the ego. But I had to see it. I had to go with it. I had to heal it for then to be able to make the decision that yes, homeschooling is the absolute best thing for my family. And we are doing it without a doubt. It was not a decision that we made overnight. It was more or less a decision that we kind of been contemplating and discussing for close to a year. Close to a year, it takes time. I had to wait until my nervous system was so comfortable with I had to wait until there was such a push to get out of the schooling system. I had to wait until my my kids said to me, Mum, we don't want to go back to school anymore. We want homeschooling. We want to spend more time with you, Mum and Dad. We want to be able to be involved in the farm so much more than what we are. We want to be the children. This is not, they didn't say exactly this, but they wanted to be the children they felt within them when they weren't at school. So what, we've gone through two home schools, two lockdowns where our children couldn't go to school over the last two years. Was it two? I think it was two. And... What I witnessed over those two lockdowns was not only the stuff from the school and the language and the effect that this has on the children, I guess, as a collective, but also my children in particular, but I also witnessed my daughter. She went from, this while she was at school, so she's in year four this year, so in year two, yeah, in year two, when the first lockdown occurred, prior to that first lockdown, I witnessed my daughter coming home, biting my head off every time I asked her how her day was, telling me that she did nothing exciting today and that I don't want to talk about it. And then in the end, it got to the point where I just didn't ask. I felt so disconnected from her and it gets me really emotional because I didn't see it then. But she was so disconnected from me and I was so disconnected from her and I didn't know what to do. I just thought this was a phase that she was going through. I just thought that this is what she does at this age. She's growing up. She's getting to the point where mum's not cool. And I remember this part of me too as a kid. I remember being asked, what do you do? What did you do today? And me just giving a begrudgent answer to my parents. And I've had so many conversations where some kids chew their parents' ears off when they get home, telling them about all the wonderful stuff they did, maybe all the not-so-wonderful stuff that they did and that happened for them that day. I also have had plenty of conversations with parents who are like, yeah, I'm getting the same. It's not like them. My daughter was not a recluse. My daughter was not somebody that shut down that was quiet you know she's always been an out loud bubbly 
comedian-like child, but school started to squash her. And it wasn't until she was in year two that I started to see this. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was school that was squashing her, but I started to see a squashed version of my daughter. And that's not what I wanted to see. No mother wants to feel disconnected from her her child. No mother wants to see their daughter shift so much that she shuts down and goes to her room every afternoon. I remember being that daughter. But, and when the first lockdown happened, it was high stress. Because we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what was going on. There was so much uncertainty within our family unit as well as within the collective. Like we had no idea when this shit was going to be over. We didn't know how to manage homeschooling very well, but we did our very best. And I started to see a glimpse of my daughter that I knew was in her. We started having conversations. And it wasn't until the second lockdown in 2021 that I saw my daughter flourish with home education. She thrived. Yes, it was tense. Yes, there was times where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. She didn't know what the fuck she was doing. We got so stressed. We kind of came full at a gate, you know, we can... We got conflictive and combative with each other. But in those moments when our stresses were heightened, we just put down the home education and walked away and found something else to do. Yeah, there was these strict rules that we needed to abide by and we were absconded if we weren't showing up on Zoom. But there was no fucking way I was forcing my child to show up on Zoom in that stress state that she was in just to fulfill somebody else's needs and requirements. I didn't care if my daughter didn't get a goddamn point for showing up. What I cared the most about was encouraging my child to continue to flourish and express herself. What I wanted to see was my daughter to be able to deal with the stress and the worry and the concern that she was having rather than push it down and show up for somebody else's agenda because I don't want her to become that woman. Later on in life, if she chooses a career, and she has stuff going on, yet she is taught to conform in primary school. So then she continues to, to conform in high school. I don't want her to be that person who shoves it down, bottles it up and just gets on with it. I want her to be able to stand up and go, I am not okay right now. I am feeling a lot of pressure. So I'm going to choose to do something else. and I'm going to come back to this later. And that is exactly what I began to see in my daughter in that second lockdown phase and that home education. I saw a side of my daughter that I knew was there, but I just hadn't seen for a little while. And because we were so successful in our homeschooling, she freaking loved to learn. She loved it. And so did my son. He loved it too. He loved it so much. He loved the structure that we created. So he was in kindergarten at this point. And so there wasn't as much pressure on them to show up and to get everything done. But I, the, I guess the approach that his kindergarten teachers took was, 
we are more worried about how you manage this situation and your mental health and emotional well-being over submitting your work. And I get it, kindergarten's a little bit, little bit more free, but why can't the other years of school be free too? So Hunter, Hunter would wake up. He would smash out the work that he got to do for that day with ease. I never had to argue with him and make him do it. I never had to ask him, come on, let's get this done. He knew that if he got to get, if he got that done and he chose to get that done, that he'd have the rest of the day to do whatever the hell he wanted. And so he did. All by himself. He would wake up, get his work done and get on with his day and enjoy the rest of his day. Yes, Indy had a, you know, her work was harder than Hunter's. So she didn't have that capacity. She needed my help. But we would sit down and we would create times where we would get through it. And if it was too hard, we would put it aside, come back to it later, or we would let it go completely. And we would go on and do something else throughout the day and have fun and learn in other ways. We created a veggie garden together and it is thriving. And so are my children. And so come 2022 and going back to school and getting prepared in those, you know, Christmas holiday period, my kids asked me, Mum, do we have to go back to school? Can we homeschool now instead? Because we really liked it and we really think it's what's best for us in roundabout ways. The language wasn't quite that, but you know what I mean. They were so excited that they started telling people that they weren't going back to school before I had even made that decision, before my nervous system had even become okay with it. I was still in that mindset of, oh, my God, I could not do this. I cannot lose a part of myself to educating my children at school. And that was the ego talking until a massive flip happened. And one day I just woke up and I said, we have to do this. We have to do this for our children and I'm going to do it no matter what. And I will make this work. Because my why was far greater than my need for time and space. And my why is to ensure that my children grow up emotionally stable human beings who don't project their bullshit onto other people. And that is what we were seeing in the education system. And unfortunately, the system is letting down our teachers. They are pumping them out and just sending them out there without any other. They get all the education to go and teach. I'm not questioning that. But what about the healing of their own stuff? We all have a story in regards to our own schooling and our upbringing. So when we're working with children, why aren't we put through some sort of education around how trauma works? And it's not just big T trauma. We all experience trauma in some way, shape or form. It's the little T trauma that makes life long lasting, effects that no one really sees. And the big T trauma does too for reasons that we all know and understand. But it's the little T trauma that then gets projected onto other children. I actually, <laughs> my daughter at one stage after lockdown, they went back to school and she was having a, f a few issues with a few girlfriends in her class. And they confronted the teacher. There was a bunch of girls. There was four girls and they were all a little bit upset. And some of them were crying, my daughter included. And the teacher said, I don't deal with girl drama. 
boys are far easier to deal with than girls. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Excuse me? My daughter, thankfully, knows enough to understand that that has nothing to do with her, but there are other children in that group that now believe that girl drama is bad and that we don't deal with it. Like what? That's the stuff that we need to be healing. What story has that teacher got running through her mind that makes her believe that boy drama is superior to girl drama and girl drama should not be dealt with? My heart breaks for that teacher and my heart breaks for the children that she teaches this to. And I'm not blaming her for anything because I know how this shit works. She's unconscious to it. She's not aware of it and that's okay. But I am a parent that is aware of this stuff. And if my children are asking for this because they want to homeschool and I have this awareness and knowledge that I would be doing them a massive disservice if I force them to continue on with their education in the normal schooling system. Because that would be me running at my own agenda. That would be my ego taking over, worrying about the free time that I needed in order to be a sane human being. I don't need that time. I mean, I'd need that time. <laughs> Let's be honest, we all need that time, but I don't need that need for time to overrule my dreams and desires for my children's upbringing, it's, it's not a big enough why for me. And so we said yes to homeschooling and we've registered. Now, because of the increased demand on homeschool registration, which I think is fucking phenomenal, we're taking back power in our own hands as parents to be able to make the choices for our family that suit our family. And I honour every single choice. If if going to the mainstream schooling system is what works and what is best for your family, then I honour you too for making that decision as well. I'm not here to say homeschooling is best and you're doing the wrong thing by sending your kids to primary school or, you know, attending normal school education. I'm here to share my story and my why because I think it's worthy of being heard. It's a side of the story that you don't necessarily get to hear very often and I want to share it with you. I want to be able to share with you why I'm doing this and maybe this might spark some conversations in your home to start thinking about, oh, that's why my daughter has changed her behaviour. Oh, maybe that's why she's come home and said that because maybe it's something that's been projected upon her. And knowing this stuff gives us the ability to build that foundation of knowing who they are as human beings. We get to support them in whatever it is that they you know, choose. We get to support them to be the very best they be because that's our, that's our job as parents. And when you don't know, you don't know. But when you know, you get the opportunity to do better. And who knows? Maybe you've never really contemplated homeschooling quite like this. And so I hope it sparks some conversation, some thought within you, maybe to witness your child's behaviour just by going back to school. 
And so homeschooling registration has gone in. It because I'm sorry, I was going, got off on a tangent like I do. Because the demand is so high, we're looking at up to 12 weeks before we're going to get our certificate. So what happens is you register your child into homeschooling and you can do this at any point throughout the year. You can do this through any point throughout your child's schooling um, journey. But if your child um, is enrolled in a school, so if your kid is in kindergarten all the way through, you have to... Um, my what I've taken out of it you have to send your school your kid to school until you get that certificate back and because the um, length of the registration process is so long because of the high demand we have 12 weeks so essentially they've got term one at school and hopefully we will have our certificate by the end of this so the next term two they can go on and we can start our homeschooling process however <laughs> It's not all roses. I have to create a curriculum and I don't know how the fuck to do that. <laughs> I have to report back to the education system and I don't know how the fuck to do that. But you know what? What I do know is that my children are going to thrive and flourish and we are going to learn whatever it is that we need to learn all together along the way. And you know what? At the end of the day, if it doesn't work, and shit hits the fan and we hate it, then we choose something different. We find a school that is more in alignment with our beliefs and values. And I somewhat have a backup plan just in case because my human kind of needs that. So this year we are embarking on a homeschooling journey and I could not be more excited. We bought a caravan last week. And this means complete and utter freedom. I feel like the tethers have just been cut for keeping me stationary in one place. I have always wanted nothing but freedom for my family. And freedom comes in so many ways. And my, I, want, I want freedom in all the ways that it comes, but I also want location freedom. I want to be able to take my children to the desert if they want to. We can learn so much through travel and experiencing different culture, experiencing different things, witnessing different things. There is so much education in the world around us and so much more to be learnt outside of the four walls of the schooling system. And I'm so excited for it. I cannot wait. It's going to be hard. It is scary as fuck because when I, if I don't know how to put these reports in, my children's education is kind of riding on me. But you know what? I know my children are always going to be down to earth, emotionally stable, grounded, compassionate, aware, empowered human beings because I made the choice to harness that within them. And I've made the decision to do whatever it takes to harness that within them. And for us right now, that's homeschooling. For us a few years ago, that was mainstream schooling. But I'm excited for this adventure. And I hope that this conversation brought some awareness to maybe the flaws of the system. And just to witness, I'm not here to banish, bash or 
downgrade the role of a teacher and there's no way I believe that I can do this better than them. I am not educated in this at all. But, and I think they do an incredible job. But what you don't know, you don't know. And until you do know, then you, is then you can do better. And I just wish that the education system would get up with the times and really support these teachers better because right now the system is failing everybody. And I guess it's not just the education system, all of them. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it there. I send you so much love. Thank you so much for listening in and joining me here. I hope you share this with your friends. I hope you share this on your social media. Give me a review so that I can share my shit with more people. I will come back and speak about our homeschooling journey when we get closer to doing the things. Hopefully one day I will be podcasting from the Simpson Desert under the night sky, lying on the sand dunes. That is my dream and I am so damn grateful that I have the capacity to be able to do this for me and my family. Freedom is my highest value and I'm chasing freedom, whatever it takes. And I hope you chase your values, whatever it takes. I love you. I'm thanking you and I'll talk to you next time.